Can a blood test identify patients at high risk of suicide? Find out about this and more in today's PV Roundup podcast. I'm your host, Senior Vice President and Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you once again from the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. Blood metabolomics can be key to identifying patients who are at higher risk of becoming suicidal. This according to a study published in Translational Psychiatry. An analysis of 99 patients with treatment refractory depression and suicidal ideation and 94 matched controls found that the diagnostic accuracy of plasma metabolomics was over 90% by area under the receiver operator characteristic curve analysis. Metabolomics analysis of peripheral blood identified individuals with deficiencies in carotene, CoQ10, folic acid, citrulline, vitamin D, leucine, and other nutrients. While there were clearly differences in blood metabolism between the sexes, an increase in FGF21 was found in both males and females with suicidal ideation. The results could lead to a more personalized treatment for depression and aid in the development of drugs that target mitochondrial dysfunction. Next, a study published in CA, a cancer journal for clinicians, has revealed that it may be wise to reassess the clinical utility of opioids in patients with cancer pain. When researchers looked at the efficacy and toxicities of opioids compared with other treatment options, they found that non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs may be just as effective as opioids for moderate to severe background cancer pain. For breakthrough cancer pain, oral transmucosal, buccal, sublingual, or intranasal fentanyl was more effective than placebo, but also more commonly associated with toxicities. Despite being widely used for cancer pain, morphine was not superior to other opioids and did not have a more favorable toxicity profile. And finally, a protocol for venous thrombosisembolism, or VTE, prevention appears to be necessary for patients with Cushing syndrome. Data from 2,174 patients published in the European Journal of Endocrinology showed that 95 VTE events occurred. Several factors were identified as statistically significant predictors of VTE, including sex, urine, free cortisol values at diagnosis, and number of surgeries. Of patients who were treated with one or more surgeries, 13% experienced VTE before surgery and 87% experienced VTE afterwards. Nearly half of VTEs, 45%, occurred within six months of the surgery. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like these, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. Thoughts, comments, or suggestions? Please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing Medical News Roundup and just ask, what's my flash briefing? Thanks today to Gabrielle Mustello for selecting and editing our stories and to Sean Mullen for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we cover the latest stories in the world of medicine.